And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB, And when you enter promo code LOCKEDONMLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. But now without, without further ado, let's bring on our guest, our crossover for today, Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres, who might be making a little weekly appearance. Who knows? But how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good, man. All things considered, shouts to the D-backs listeners. It's been a while. I'm wearing my clown hat. If you're watching on on the old tube, and uh, I'm I'm doing pretty uh pretty good. My team isn't doing good. Let me be very clear. My team is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about that. But I am uh you know hanging in there. I think yeah. Uh, we in these these trying times. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that later. Talk about <laughs> the the juxtaposition of the Padres with that massive payroll and the D-backs with that teeny weeny sprinkle that they spend on their players but it is leading to these great results so far after 60 games let's mm-hmm. save it for later i want to start first here javier reyes because we just saw today we got some breaking news heartbreaking news for our guy bryce patrick of locked on rangers because mm-hmm. a lot of people this past offseason was like don't give out that deal to jacob de he's mm-hmm. an injury risk he won't be able to survive that contract and for everyone who said that they are taking a victory lap. I don't even know if they want to take a victory lap, but they have the right to do because Jacob deGrom was just announced for Tommy John surgery today. And it got me thinking, Javi, should we continue giving out long-term contracts to pitchers? And maybe we should frame it for guys 30 and older. You can frame it however you want because deGrom's not the only guy who got a long-term contract this past offseason who, who hasn't exactly delivered. Carlos Rodon of the New York Yankees yes. got that massive deal this offseason. He hasn't too. pitched yet. <laughs> Has yet to make his debut, so at least at least the Rangers got six starts out of Jacob yeah. Degrom. We'll see how many we get from Carlos Rodon, but some of those may, massive free agent contracts in this past offseason. I mean, Verlander was only a two year deal, but he hasn't exactly lived up to it yet. So, how are you feeling about just the overall idea of giving a guy long term contract when he is a starting pitcher? Is it an age thing for you? Is it just no? It doesn't matter what scenario. I'm never doing it. How do you feel about that process? Oof. I mean, there's so many variables, obviously. Just, mm, you know, obviously. I got to start off my statement by being extremely cliche. You know how mm-hmm. I am. Um, there's so many variables. There's so many things mm-hmm. to take into mm-hmm. account. You know, there's so many optical things and the strategy and the buildup of your team. But what I would say, my vibe, because this is, and this is Padres adjacent, where I think these days my thing is, it's always good that you should be spending money. You look at everybody's won the World Series. Typically, it's teams that spend a decent amount of money. Not necessarily Mets money, but teams who have spent quite a lot, right? The Astros are top 10 at payroll. The Braves have, have a big payroll, right? Like teams like that. Mm-hmm. And teams at the bottom, which people... Every time they talk about the, well, look at this team that's doing well, they never bring up that like all of the like bottom eight teams that don't spend any money are usually quite bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like That's also a part of this too. But I think my... My my current mindset is whether it be pitchers or batters, it's okay to give out the long contract. You just can't be giving out too many of them, um, i.e. because I think that's the situation the Padres have found themselves in, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, where it's Bogarts, Manny, Tatis, Darvish, Musgrove, Cronenworth. That's a lot. And with the Rangers, I think that the saving grace could be is that you still have guys like Nate Uvaldi who's been holding things down big yeah. time i mean he's been just like a a borderline ace not even borderline he's just been an ace this year and he's always had that potential so i'm happy for him they got john gray pitching really well and they and he's one of those like middle tier contracts right like they i forget mm-hmm. it's like a three four year deal so you should be spending a lot of money but when you you should like have the big boys right 
And then the rest of it is building through the farm like your team did, right? And Mm -hmm. then signing those guys for like two, three years. If it's a lot of money, that's fine because they're off the books. And more importantly, you you have flexibility to be able to move and adjust your roster. So while the Rangers did suffer here, it's not like they have eight more guys that are extended for the next like eight years that make you really scared about what's going to happen for the future of their team. Don't get me wrong. They've got Marcus Simeon. They got um, um, Corey Seager. But outside those two guys, it's more, it's a little bit more evened out. And then they've got mm-hmm. guys like Josh Jung, Robbie Grossman, Adolis Garcia, like sort of middle tier players that kind of flesh out the edges. So I don't think it's a question of that. I think it's just a question of how many, you know what I mean? But I will say, and I don't want to take a victory lap. And I remember oh. um, that what, what's your face? Hannah Kaiser on Twitter actually pointed out a, a really good statement that I thought about us, which was, I think sometimes media can be a little cavalier talking about players we deem injury prone. And with DeGrom in particular, uh, the established narrative of his greatness being like a ticking time bomb can leave us inured to how stunning a setback is, uh, can still be to the player themselves, right? So you have to remember that. He gave a really sad press conference. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, (laughs) So I I feel super bad for him. He's super good. I remember joking that he's, if anyone's seen My Hero Academia, it's like he's just been- I have. Yeah, like the main power, the one for all, you know, he likes himself. That's what DeGrom has felt like for anyone who understands that reference. Right. Thank you. Thank I just watched I Academia. I just watched. That's a fantastic <laughs> reference. If you know that show, that's, thank that's, you. Thank that's you. That's why he brought you on. Huh? Thank that's you, man. Elite. Thank you. Uh, where it's like it's he's at the maximum power. The more he does it, it seemingly broke down his body. And I think that one important key aspect of the Gram also is like he wasn't always an injury risk. This is something that flared up more in like the past two years in my experience. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a reason why he almost won a third straight Cy Young. So really sad for the Gram, but. Just to put a ribbon on it. Yeah, that's what I think. I think also let's be careful. I don't want to celebrate it. Uh, I don't want to. But it is also true. We kind of all saw it coming with all the red flags. But um, hey, it, it can be tough out here sometimes. But that would be my suggestion is have a couple big boys, middle tier contracts, and then the rest you got to fill out through the farm. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I I'm still first of all in awe of that analogy between Degrom and Meyer Academia. That was just that was Thank wow. you. that was a chef's kiss right there. That Thank was beautiful. You. I wish I had Midoriya as one of my people right here or something like that. Yeah, but when it comes to baseball, I don't know. I feel like there could slowly start being a shift because we've seen it the last couple of years with some of these pitcher contracts, like the Verlanders and the Trevor Bowers and the Max Scherzer mm-hmm. of the world. Those elite starting pitchers, where it's like maybe we don't give you a five year deal, but maybe we just overload you for a three year period and maybe that's where you start going for these 30 and over starting pitchers where it's like i don't want to pay that guy five six years until his mid-30s but i do want to pay him until he's 33 and i'm okay giving him 30 plus million a year because i think with these roster constructions and breakdowns i think we're going to see more of those elite position players that get called up early like the dela cruz Mm. that called up today i think we're going to see more of those guys sign super early those first couple years Mm. which give you an 8 to 10 to 12 year deal do the Atlanta Braves method do what the Padres did with Tatis if you flash early which is going to sign you and then with pitchers I think they're just going to let them play through the arbitration process and then determine when that contract ends if they're like 28 29 okay maybe we feel good giving you a four or five year deal right Zach Gallon's going to be in his late 20s potentially when he's up and ready for a contract maybe the D-backs decide to give him a four or five year deal but if you go through the arbitration process and then you're pitching you're like 30 31 years old I think teams are going to say you know what we're either going to let that guy hit the free agent market or just going to give him a short-term fat deal because I don't know if these pitcher deals that go past five or six years actually work out because I actually have a little list here, Javi, of some guys mm-hmm. that got fat contracts just to re- 
refresh the mind of the listeners for mm-hmm. pitchers who have gotten big time deals. Steven Strasburg. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> Remember Steven Strasburg? He won the World yep. Series, got a fat deal, immediately was not good right after. And mm-hmm. a lot of it's injuries, right? That's the thing with a lot of these contracts. It's not always poor play. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like the Grom and Strasburg, you just are not on the field because of injuries, which is pretty sad. David Price, he signed 217. How mm-hmm. about, uh, of course, DeGrom just signed. We just had Carlos Rodon. Um, so a lot of these deals, I mean, it, it feels like a 50-50% success rate. Felix Hernandez was good for like the first two or three years of that deal, then mm-hmm. flailed off pretty quickly. So I, I would say Garrett Cole has worked out so far. The Clayton Kershaw deal when he signed it, Max Scherzer, all those Kershaw guys. for sure. Yeah. We're, we're talking about Hall of Famers. So yeah. it's almost like you're betting. Do you, do you think this guy's a Hall of Famer? If they're not, then it's it might bite you, which, okay. which is what it feels like, you know. And that's, that's so Rodon. So Rodon, we're like, no, he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. And Degrom, yeah. you would have said he was on pace for a Hall of Fame career, but now you look at injuries the last couple of years. Still I saw, could be, but it'll yeah, be tough. I think I saw someone on Twitter compare him to like this generation's like Tim Lincecum, basically, where it's like you're a multiple Cy Young Award winner, you're elite, mm-hmm. but by the time you know your sixth, seventh year in baseball, you kind of started flailing off just because of injuries or whatever else is the reason. So. I think we could potentially see a paradigm shift um, in Major League Baseball when it comes to long-term pitchers. But let me do a little segue here for our ad read. Let's see what we got. Okay. Well, coming up, Javi, let's talk about the NOS and the picture and how our teams are stacking up in that division right now. But before we get there, I think some of the players in the Padres lineup, they're going through some struggles. They need a little bit of help. And if you need help in your personal life, you should go check out Better help because let me tell you guys why better help is so good because if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge find more balance with better help Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn and will be today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn and will be. Don't forget, you could catch every D-backs pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the SiriusXM app and search up Diamondbacks. Or you could also search up Padres as well and catch every pitch of theirs as well. So just download SiriusXM. If you like the D-backs, if you like the Padres, just search in the app and you can find our teams. Now back here with Javi Arreyes of Lockdown Padres for a little crossover edition. And Javi, let's talk about the state of the NOS. Let me pull up the most accurate standings I can get for us. Because I think at the last time I checked, of course, we're recording this at 6.14 p.m. Pacific time, I should say. The D-backs are currently up 8-5 to on the Washington Nationals after giving up a first inning Grand Slam because they are not the D-backs. They are the answer backs. But the Dodgers are also, <laughs> yes, that's right. Most comebacks in Major League Baseball. <laughs> Don't you laugh. Most comebacks in Major League Baseball, the answer backs. That is right, Javier Reyes. This is why you are on this show. This is why you get paid the big bucks. That, that was is amazing. Right. Thank you. I didn't know you were calling him that. Yeah, that's, that's what the people call him, okay? Not just me. That's what the people have been calling him. So with, so if the Dodgers and D-backs win today, they'll still be tied for first place in the NL West. And after 60 mm-hmm. games, would you have expected a division lead between my team and the LA Dodgers with the Giants? I think they're currently in third place. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the little game and a half lead on the Padres. I mean, I think we all expected. Sorry, Paul Holden. I think we all expected the Rockies in the basement. But mm-hmm. the top four teams, I mean, coming into the season, I was like, Padres won. 
Dodgers too. And I was firm on the D-backs are better than the Giants bandwagon all season long. But to see that the Padres, number four, when I was picking someone like Juan Soto to be the preseason MVP, I'm honestly just stunned with what's going on in the division right now. I think that the Dodgers or the Diamondbacks leading doesn't surprise me. But the Padres being fourth is the biggest surprise. Because if you told me that this was the American League East, Mm -hmm. right, where there's just these all these great teams, like the top four in particular, where they're all like kind of right there. Baltimore was leading at one point or not leading, but they were second at one point. Right. Then you have Tampa, who's basically been the best team overall in baseball. Then you have the Yankees, who are in third, but it's like a really strong third. You know know what I mean? So it's kind of that's what I might have expected. But for the Padres to be fourth um, with everything that's happened. Uh, it's it's truly astounding. And we talked about also it should be brought up. We we didn't mention you Darvish, by the way, in the previous hmm. segment. Guy that got extended that he'll be pitching until oh. he's in his forties. So that should uh, whew, uh that that'll be interesting, uh to say the least. But <laughs> yeah, I be, think... that's a great contract to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's gonna be interesting, man. Uh and unfortunately, my hypothesis about don't give out too many contracts. Well, the Padres did do that, so they're kind of all in. Um look, I've been saying it on my on my show all year it's just a question of runners in scoring position really with this team. Mm-hmm. They have the least productive outs with two outs. They are really in, not productive when it comes to runners in scoring position. They strike out all the time. And there's been a real thing where we're excited about Runette Odor going on a hot streak. Ooh. That's how desperate we've been. Gary Sanchez, we picked up recently. And oh, really, and by the way, it was a good signing. And that this is- isn't necessarily a, pro Gary thing it is a wow that's how bad our catching situation was with Austin Nola and Brett Sullivan and the injured and now in the 60 day IL Luis Campisano that's how bad it's been and Gary Sanchez like already has three home runs for us so shout out to him but this is just a team that's wildly underperformed Juan Soto first month not the worst first month I've ever seen especially since he was able to keep walking uh kept the walk rate going but he was hitting under 200 for basically the whole month that wasn't great and then you had um Fernando Tatis Jr., who wasn't back for much of the first month. You had Manny Machado, who got hurt and recently came back. But when he was healthy, he was, did you know, Miller, first month of the season, he was one of only, he was one of the 30 qualified players that had a negative F4. Did you know that? That's right. That's how bad Manny Machado has started off his season. And it's still been pretty rough. Yeah, it's it's tough to watch. Oh, but don't worry. They gave him an 11-year extension before the season started. He Um, needed that. So you have that all going. Xander Bogart's the MVP of the team. Incredible. But a wrist issue has flared up, which he's been dealing with since apparently in his Boston days, but it was a little bit more manageable. But he got hit on the wrist, and ever since that first month, he's been really struggling, and it's health-related. It's expected that um, this episode is coming out on a a Wednesday, I believe, so he's not going to be in the lineup uh, probably for the Seattle series. That's what it looks like, and honestly, he should be on the IL. But you you have that going. And then you have Trent Grisham, who starts off a little bit good, but he's basically the same player as last year. Can't hit at all. Just just can't. I've never seen a man just strike out more things right down the middle in my life, it feels like. Uh, and just really rough stuff. I mean, this team can't get sacrifice flies. They can't uh, even give me a bunt every now and oh, then, no. right? Like, it's just... Not a bunt? Not a bunt, man. man. I, that's how desperate I am. I'll take a bunt. It's really rough. Tatis looks like he's getting in full swing, which isn't that much of a surprise. Soto has been amazing in the second month. One of the like three highest OPSs in baseball since April 27th. But man, Millard, whenever our teams face again, I literally recommend walking batters 
because they will get worse if you put people <laughs> on base. Because if there's no one on base, you're going to get some solo shots. I'm telling you, you're going to get a lot of solo shots from Tatis and, and Soto. You may even get one from Grisham. It's been bad, man. It's been really bad. And this National League West is not shaping up to be how a lot of people projected, although I am not as surprised with either the D-backs or the Dodgers, particularly the Dodgers. They've been I mean, amazing yeah. for the last like decade. Why is everyone acting like they don't know what they're doing? It's incredible to me. Oh, they lost Trey Turner. They'll find he out, man. <laughs> he stinks. He's not they good. didn't lose Betts and Freddie Freeman, too. Like They still got their guys. Still Again, got Smith. Still got Kershaw or Yasia. They're still pretty stacked. I don't, know, I don't know. Do you think the Padres might become a cautionary tale to other teams? I don't think they will be because I still mm. think if you're AJ Preller and you other GMs look at what he's done, like I still think you want to build a team where you got three MVP candidates in that lineup. Still mm. got All-Star and Bogart. You still got stars in that rotation. I think it's just honestly just a case you've already – you know, hit on it, but just your stars not playing like stars. I think that's the bottom line when it comes to this Padres team. You have yeah. all these great players just straight up underperforming. I mean, Juan Soto's finally heating up, but Man Machado, he's on my fantasy team in our Yahoo League. He's not, he has not been good this year. Oh, yeah. He has not oh, been good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tatis has been great for me in that league, but yeah. Tatis has been good, but that lineup, it wasn't exactly deep. You had your core four at mm. the top, and you're like, that's all you really need. I'm going to have three three dudes in their prime. It could be top 12 players at their position. So it's like, I'm going to have those four. Then I got mm. my little triplets, you know, in my rotation with the Darvishes, the Musgroves, and the Snells. And it's like, all the stars, the pillars of this team have just mm. kind of underperformed this year for the Padres. So it's like, I don't want to write off this Padres team. It's still too early, even though they're like seven games back. I still think even if they don't, mm win the division they could still be a strong playoff team and a wild card team because that's what we've seen in baseball the last couple of years i mean the padres were in the championship series last year and they didn't win the division, yeah. uh, didn't win the division so if you can get in the dance if the machados and the tatises and the sodas of the world heat up for the you know by the time we get to september then that's all you really need but are you worried about your team heating up with what you've seen from 60 games can you see the light on the other side or is it time to maybe sell off some parts at the trade deadline I don't think that they can sell because of all the contracts I bet you that they are so bought in that it's kind of like, well, what do you want to do? Designate Grisham for assignment. Get rid of him. Oh. Okay, cool. But who are you replacing him with, right? So there, there's not a lot of depth on this team. I think it should be noted that there are other teams, like the Dodgers last year, they had their Chris Taylors and their Cody Bellingers that weren't performing, sub-700 OPS guys, but their stars were playing to, to par, right? So... That, like you said, star is not playing like stars. And I think that it's not something that we could all have predicted for this team to be so bad with runners in scoring position. That's not necessarily a stat that's like you can project that. You know what yeah. I mean? Because the Oakland A's are like 15th or something like that at one point oh. at least. So like you can't project that. You can project the overall offense and stuff, but not specific scenarios, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that with the Padres, it's, oof, it's tough. But I will say, to be positive... Plus 12 run differential. It's not that bad. It's actually only seven less than the D-backs. I'm not trying to say that they're better than the D-backs. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Relax. What I'm saying is that lends credence to the other parts of the team, which is some of the best defense in baseball in terms of mm -hmm. outs above average, defensive runs saved. You got Kim. You got Manny. He can't hit right now, but you still have Manny at the hot corner. Tatis, unexpectedly, probably going to win the gold glove what? at this rate. And I'm serious. I'm not just, I promise you, this isn't propaganda. <laughs> you know me. I'm ready to slander this team to oblivion. Uh, he might win the gold glove at this rate. Then you've got Hassan Kim, who's been amazing. Jake Cronenworth can be pretty good at first base. Xander Bogarts in the in the, in the the infield has been excellent as well. 
great defensive team, great pitching team. Guys like Seth Lugo and Michael Waka have stepped up. Uh, former Red Sox, Michael Waka. In fact, he won the National League right. Pitcher of the Month recently. Um, and Seth Lugo, while he's hurt, has been pretty solid as well. The bullpen's great. So they don't need much from the offense. That's the only selling point or the only um, redeeming quality is basically that's their only issue. Just don't be the least clutch team in baseball. Be like the 16th ranked offense. That could get it done based on the rest of this team with the defense, its bullpen, and its starting pitching. Well, I think the Padres could turn it around, but I'm not going to lie, Javi. I hope they don't because I'd rather them be in the basement <laughs> of the division than near the top. But Pavin I do. Smith with the home run, by the way. Who? Two-run home run. Pavin Smith. Pavin Smith. Yeah, Pavin. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, whenever he's leading off and hitting home runs, you know good things are happening for the D-backs. And I actually want to talk about the future of baseball, Javi. Mm-hmm. Is it looking bright with the new rules, with how payrolls are going? But before we get there, I want to talk about something that does brighten my day. Let me get the little overlay on for my YouTube audience. I am talking about bird dogs because bird dogs make you look so good. Bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. So even it, it, it doesn't matter if you go to the gym or not, you're going to look shredded in these bird dog mm. shorts. And they're so great, right, Javi? Because they sent mm-hmm. every locked on host yes, some, uh, a pair. You want to elaborate a little bit on your bird dog? Oh, oh, I was rocking them a couple weeks ago when I went to uh, a Yankees Padres game to see mm. Isaiah Kiner Falefa, of all people, walk off against them. Uh, but it was still really comfortable. That's I kind of like that you can use them in any scenario. That's yeah. what's really good. On top of the comfort, they kind oh, yeah. of have that look. Now, I'm pro dress how you want wherever. I ain't going to conform. You know what I mean? I'm not a big fan of all people thinking that you have to wear suits or whatever certain places. I think it's baloney, right? But you you don't have to wear the vineyard vines when you go to a baseball game. But don't worry. Yeah, before I get too out of control, right? Yeah, is this uh, a bird dog ad read anymore? Yeah. <laughs> is this a bird? But no, seriously, that's what I like about them. Super comfortable, and you can kind of wear them no matter what you're doing. And it was great, and it was a pretty hot day. So that speaks to the fabric and the material. Yeah, bird dogs are great. They're like Lululemons, but they fit way better. They fit better than regular shorts, and they're made of stiff, restricting cotton. So please go get yourself some bird dogs. Just go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnMLB. Enter promo code LockedOnMLB for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnMLB for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And don't forget, you can catch every D-backs and Padres hometown pitch when you download this SiriusXM app and search up either Diamondbacks or Padres on the app. And we are back with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres doing a little crossover. And Javi, I just want to talk about just the current state of baseball, the future of baseball, because we were talking a little bit about payrolls earlier. Now, usually the teams that spend more money are going to have better records, but it's just a little weird when you look at it this year, if you compare the top 10 in payrolls to the bottom 10 in payrolls, because of course you're going to have good teams in both, you know, areas, but some of the top teams, the Mets are number one in payroll. They've been like, all right, Padres are three, Phillies are four, the Angels are five. And then you look at the bottom 10 in payroll. You got your D-backs at 21, Brewers at 20, Marlins at 22, Guardians at 26, the Tampa Bay Rays at 27, Pirates 28, the Orioles 29. It feels like the teams that are in the bottom 10 of payroll are doing just as good as the teams in the top 10, if not better. And 
I'm not saying teams are going to start not spending money to put a better product on the field because I would, I don't think one plus one there equals two, but I don't even know what the point is really Javi. I just kind of want to make that observation because I just think it's What's the point. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what my overall conclusion of point is there. But I just wanted to let you know teams yeah. that don't spend money this season, you know, maybe we're going to see a little paradigm shift, build that team through the draft Stop going out there in free agency and spending money because maybe it's just better to have guys that's been in your organization for a while that knows the system that's been around the manager and coaches getting that team chemistry together. Then maybe you build that up, build it organically, and then you come through the other side and you, some, and you supplement those pieces with some free agent options. But I think at the end of the day, you have to hit on the draft. I think the draft has just become so important. I mean, look at the D-backs, you look at the Orioles. I mean, those are two teams that have been mm-hmm. built through just hitting on prospects and team like the Padres, I do think they could turn around, but they got a lot of players that they either traded for or signed in that lineup and rotation. So do you think we're going to see maybe a paradigm shift where it's like, you know what, let me keep my money in the pocket and see what I got in my farm system instead of going to the free agent market? I don't think so. I think that this is always what baseball is kind of going to be. And I think that's also worth pointing out. Some of those teams, you know, the Brewers run differentials and great, and they play in a bad division. Cleveland's been bad this year. Bad division. I'm just saying Tampa, 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 though. Tampa, <laughs> Tampa, <Buh. laughs> Tampa, Buh. look, Tampa, they got some devil magic going on. If they yeah. aren't spending money on the team and the roster, I would like to believe that they are paying the best people and scouts out there because you will people that I know who worship prospect world. You know what I mean? They love look. They're like, I have never heard of this man in my life yes. and he's throwing 103 now i don't know what's going on i don't know if they're injecting them with the super soldier serum i don't know if they all have one for all two i don't know what it is but let me tell you um i don't think it's gonna change that dramatically because i still think that the end goal of a world series you know like cleveland who has been good for before by the way and tampa and won a world series though you know what i mean so yeah. i still think that that does count for something even if they've had some really good years they also have some really rough years. And I think that it's possible that knowing you have the ability to spend your droughts um, aren't as long, I think is maybe my, might be my conclusion is that every team can be bad. Every team can be good given a good year. But if you're in Oakland or you're some, some of these other teams, uh, except Tampa, Tampa's like the exception. They can be good whenever they want. Apparently um, I think most of those other teams, you're going to see that it's a longer drought while an off year for the Yankees is like just an off year and they can be right back at it next year. If Cleveland's in the bad, you're like, yep, it's probably going to be two or three more seasons of us being middling at best. Right. But that's just me. Um, but it's, it's, it's just really to see, man. I mean, baseball is in a, a such a weird spot, uh, particularly, yeah. I mean, I mentioned Oakland, uh, that whole thing is just like disgusting. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way to put it. And I don't even know what's going on with that right now, because I heard something that the, governor's board in nevada was like not necessarily all the way voting against it or so i don't know the full story everybody go check out locked on a's with jason burke our buddy uh definitely go check that out um for more of a detailed breakdown on that but yeah man i don't know i don't know it's it's really tough but definitely kudos to your to your d-backs doing really great stuff and i remember we talked about this in the preseason which was should they have signed like an extra guy. And you were like, uh, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about Corbin Carroll and all yeah. these dudes. Yeah. yeah. Rookie of the year and MVP in the same season. Why not Corbin Carroll? Let's be the third <laughs> guy not, to do it. Could do it. I, I, it's, it's, it's definitely not. Yeah. He's got the yeah. high on base percentage. He's fast. He's fun. Weird yeah. batting stance. Not weird. 
but it doesn't look like a guy who's like a superstar. You know what I mean by that? I think he looks so short in the thing. I think that's the issue for him. He looks so tiny and he shakes that little tush when he's up there. (laughs) Stuff by Corbin Carroll. We love him. Um, Yeah. I also real quick, you know, so we're not going too long today, but Mm -hmm. attendance is up a little bit. We got the new rules. Mm -hmm. Do you like where we're just moving in general with the new rules? Because it feels like we got this whole new implementation this year. feels like pretty soon we'll get electronic umps. Do you like baseball starting to evolve their game and transitioning into the modern era? I will say that the, I think the new rules have been good. I've been a proponent. I like the, this, the, the ghost runner. Um, I like, I liked the double header rule. I know that we don't, I don't think that one's coming back necessarily. I like the seven inning double header thing. But I like the rules. I think it's cool that you're just watching a game that the quality quality of life assurance, you know, when when your sequel, a video game improves just like the menus and stuff yeah. like that, like just makes them a little bit better. That's kind of what it feels like for baseball right now, where it just made everything a lot more like modernized, dare I say, where it's like, oh, my God, he threw a pitch and he's getting ready to throw another one. Oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is crazy, like revolutionary. I know you and- can't look away now. It's actually insane. Exactly. And you can at least look forward to playing every team once a year. I just got to see the Padres play the Yankees. That's kind of cool. It's like the only sport in the world that seemingly you don't play everyone in your league at least once, mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently. But they figured it out. It took them to 2023. But uh, I-, I do like the overall changes. And there has been some some good developments, it looks like, in the you know kind of a relevancy and attendance and whatnot. And Lord knows it's going to get crazier with you know some international players doing well and certainly with whatever the madness that is going to be this off season with the show. Hey man, which oh. is going to be absolutely nuts. And I can't wait for that. That that's going to be like a, the LeBron James decision of, baseball. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I, it's not going to be that same media circus, but you get my point. I mean, maybe it should be just because how good he is. Um, yeah. And hopefully baseball could get to a place where we're not only playing every team, at least once during the year, but we could get that home and home in the same season. Cause it's still kind of dumb that your Padres can go to Yankee stadium, but you're never going to see the Yankees come to the Padres stadium at all this season. And you have mm-hmm. to wait till next year. I would still like baseball to fix that part, but Hey, baby steps. We're moving in the right direction. Javier Reyes locked on Padres. Maybe we got to go to David Locke and talk to him about starting Locked on Weebs, do a little Locked on Anime podcast. <laughs> Maybe. That would be kind of interesting if he ever wants to get into the you know entertainment space with his company. But Javi, where can the audio listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter at Javipeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you want only Padres tweets, because I'm not always doing the Padres thing on my personal account, then mm. check out at L-O underscore Padres. He's like, mm, I, can, I can attest to that. Uh, at L-O underscore Padres on Twitter for, you know, live tweeting the games and whatnot, just posting a bunch of dumb stuff, some observations um, and updates about the show. And then Lockdown Padres on YouTube if you want to see my hat. And I promise I won't just wear the plain Hanes white tee next time. I'm, I'm going wow. to have a shirt of some sort uh, on the next episode, hopefully. I mean, you got a lot going on already. I think you're okay. I think <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people are focused on the t-shirt. I think you got a lot going on, friend. I think you're all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, if you need me at CreatorThomas24 for the personal account, look up Lockdown Dimebacks Twitter, Instagram. We're on all your streaming platforms and Lockdown Dimebacks on YouTube as well. Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres, thank you for their crossover today, sir, and hopefully, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll catch you next week.